but God the Father says, do not fret. And God the Son says, do not worry about your life. And God the Holy Spirit says, do not be anxious about anything. So I'm just focusing my mind on those three passages. Welcome to Along the Way. I'm John Matarazzo, your host and fellow traveler. Thank you for joining me along my way as I try to become more like Jesus every day. I'm continuing with my special series that I'm calling Quarantine Checkups, where I'm revisiting some of my friends from past episodes of Along the Way. This checkup is with pastor and author Robert J. Morgan. He is the author of the books Worry Less, Live More, Always Near, The Red Sea Rules, and 100 Bible Verses That Made America, as well as many, many more. He has become a good friend of mine through our many interactions over the past couple of years, and I always appreciate his approach to situations from a biblical worldview. If you are new to Along the Way, all of my episodes can be found at alongtheway.media, and you can like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. Now let's see how Robert's doing. Hey, Robert, how's it going? It's good to see you, my friend. Uh, thank you, John. It's good to see you, too. I love and appreciate you, and, uh, and I hope you're staying safe and well. Absolutely. I, I'm doing my best and uh, keeping busy. You know, I'm coming up on one year of my podcast along the way, and it's been such a fun journey for me to be able to interact with people like yourself that I've just learned a lot from your experience with the Lord and how God has led you and your story. I just wanted to take this time to kind of do a what I'm calling a quarantine checkup, where instead of looking back and pulling clips from previous episodes of my podcast, I wanted to just say hi to the people that I've talked with during this last year. So how are you doing during this quarantine? Well, first of all, congratulations on that one-year podcast. It's terrific. And uh, I'm doing fine. The quarantine has been good for me. I sort of wished I'd quarantined years before. My situation, John, was that I had writing deadlines, but I also had overbooked my schedule. I had three overseas trips planned. I had a lot of trips here in the States planned speaking engagements. They were all ministry trips and speaking engagements. Looking back on it, there is no way that I could have gotten those deadlines done while I was on the road so much. I just was terribly overbooked. So having, you know, my schedule completely wiped clean has allowed me to be here and to work on those deadlines. You know, you've been to my house, so I live on a a large lot, about two and a half acres, and I can get out and walk around. It's not like some people I know and that you know uh, Mm -hmm. don't really have anywhere they they can go outside, but I can walk out the back door and the Lord has blessed me and I can walk around and and get out of the house some, and it's springtime, the weather has been good. So I've just been hunkered down here thinking the Lord that I'm not having to get on airplanes and working on my deadlines and going outside and taking walks. And, you know, I've worried about everybody else that's sick. And my niece is a nurse that's dealing with uh, coronavirus patients. I worry about all of that. I worry about the economy. I worry about people that are out of work, including family members of mine. But in terms of just the quarantine itself and me, uh, there have been some blessings there. Yeah. Well, you just mentioned uh, a string of things that you are worrying about. You know, that's, that's a natural human thing for us to do. And one of my earlier interactions with you was you were talking about your book, Worry Less, Live More, and just some of the 
advice that's in that book, would you mind just sharing to address the issue of worry? Well, I've been doing a series of podcasts that, to me, has helped me a lot. Uh, the, I mean, the, the truth that I've discovered, John. So let me give you this little imagery. Suppose that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit came down and surrounded you. And they said, what is bothering you? What is worrying you? And you told them. God the Father would say from Psalm 37, do not fret. And God the Son would say from Matthew chapter 6, do not worry about your life. And the Holy Spirit would say through the inspired epistle of Paul in Philippians 4, do not be anxious about anything. I think these are the three most definitive passages about anxiety in the Bible. The Bible says a lot about worry and fear and anxiety, but I think Psalm 37, Matthew 6, and Philippians 4, uh, do not fret, do not worry about your life, do not be anxious about anything, are the three anchoring passages. And I've been going over those again and again. I've been trying to memorize Psalm 37, verses 1 through 8, It says three times, do not fret, do not fret, do not fret, in those eight verses. So these are the things that have helped me as I've looked out. You know, I'm concerned about the virus and doing my best not to get it, but I'm also concerned about the economy. I mean, I'm not planning to retire, but I'm retirement age, and Mm -hmm. there goes my, you know, my pension and everything. So we all, there are lots of things for us to worry about. But God the Father says, do not fret. And God the Son says, do not worry about your life. And God the Holy Spirit says, do not be anxious about anything. So I'm just focusing my mind on those three passages. That's really good, Robert. You know, God is always near to us. And that's another one of my favorite books that you've done is just reminding us that God is always near. And you're doing something that's been really I appreciate it, seeing it every day online. Your verses versus the virus, which is a little bit of a tongue twister to say, but uh, it's a very clever name. (laughs) But every day you're coming on Facebook and Instagram, and you are sharing a verse that God has put on your heart and a little inspiration to go with that. Your most recent book was 100 Bible Verses That Made America. The concept of a verse being kind of like our anchor is really important that we can kind of hold on to right now. And so thank Mm -hmm. you for providing those on a daily basis during this time. And what is God saying to you today? Well, today I've been reading in the book of Revelation chapter 2, and these are the seven churches of Asia. And the Lord said to the church in Ephesians, you are working hard, you're doing a lot of good, you're persevering. But you've lost the, the sort of romance, the, the glow, the fire, the fervor of your love for me that you had at first. And I just had to stop and I say, dear Lord, I don't ever want to lose that early flash of, of wonder in my heart and love for you that I had when I first established a close relationship with you. So I'm taking a little bit of extra time to walk and pray and just thank the Lord for what he's done and make sure that my heart is still falling in love with the Lord Jesus every day. Um, that's Ephesus was the strongest church in the New Testament. Uh, and yet near the end of the first century, 
that early experience, that flush of glory that they had in their hearts was dying down some. And John, we've got to be careful that that doesn't happen to us. We can get so busy that we forget in the midst of our work, we forget about our walk with the Lord, which is far more important. Absolutely. So Robert, where do you see God's hope? Where is God spotlighting hope for tomorrow? Well, I'm praying and hoping for a revival in the United States. I would like to think that this uh, pandemic we're having will help promote or prompt a revival. And I've read about a military base in Missouri in which hundreds of soldiers are coming to Christ. I read about a prison where hundreds of inmates are coming to Christ. There seems to be a few spots where there could be the beginning of a real awakening. And that's what I'm praying for. That's what we need is a, another great awakening in America and around the world. So I don't know if this will produce it, if this will help prompt it. Sometimes crises in American history have provoked or prompted revivals. I'm certainly hoping so. For me personally, I'm learning that I need to travel less and provide online resources more, like the um, versus, versus the virus verses that you referred to. To me, they are 59-second sermons. Yeah, uh, I'm a preacher, and, and it's more difficult now to give 30-minute uh, sermons, especially because my role at my church has changed. But I can give 59-second sermons and post them every morning, and I'm going to begin su- putting suggested readings there, too. I think if, if parents and their children just have 59 seconds to watch that together, maybe to turn and to read— uh, at a passage before they go to bed or or when they get up in the morning, but at least to, to watch 59 seconds of Scripture and then say a prayer together. Families who haven't had devotions ever could have an easy way of having daily devotions as a family. So nationally, I'm hoping for a revival. Personally, I'm just wanting to, uh, at my age, put some some material and legacy courses that I want to teach and things like that uh, on my social media and, and online platforms and, and hope that the Lord will use it. Yeah, it's amazing that, you know, your your books are going to outlast you, they're going to outlast me, but having this new digital platform of podcasting and social media and YouTube and just being able to get the message of hope from the gospel out there is remarkable how far it can reach right now. Thank you so much for doing that. And thank you so much for being my friend and being able to just stay connected. And it's good to check up on you, my friend. Well, uh, you know, I love and appreciate you, John, and I pray for you. I've got you on my on my daily prayer list. So I appreciate all you're doing and the way you're getting the message out too. The Lord bless you abundantly and abidingly. Amen. I enjoyed that checkup with Robert J. Morgan, and I hope you did too. I'll put a link to his Along the Way interview and his website in the show notes. I also suggest following him on social media to see his Versus Versus the Virus one-minute videos. They are really encouraging and a great way to start the day. Along the Way is part of the Charisma Podcast Network. You can find Along the Way and many other great podcasts at cpnshows.com. 
Thank you for listening to Along the Way. If you've enjoyed joining me along my way, please share this episode with a friend who you think will be encouraged by this podcast. Also, please rate and review Along the Way on iTunes. That helps more people discover Along the Way. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to, and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and through my website, alongtheway.media. I hope that you've enjoyed this part of my journey, and may you realize when Jesus is walking with you along your way.